Hey, Business Building Warrior, welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. I've got an episode today with a guest that is killing it. They're doing so good. And I'm so excited to bring you this episode. We hit so many different topics today that I think you're going to find encouraging and challenging and motivating. Uh, it's someone that we do hope, we're not sure yet, but we're hoping that he he and his wife can come to the Proven Conference in July. That's July 6th through 8th, theprovenconference.com. Hundreds of listeners to this podcast. So many of the successful guests that you've heard in recent months, the success stories that you've heard on this show, they're going to be there. Our coaching team, our coaches, our content creators, 40 breakout sessions. I'm not going to go into the whole commercial right now, but get over to theprovenconference.com. Get the details, get your tickets. It's going to be beautiful. But Matt, our guest today, has a full-time job. He's doing the business alone because his wife has a full-time job as well, and she's pursuing a higher education degree. But he's putting up some big numbers. He's going to go into how he's doing it, what he's doing. He's a huge fan of our coaching program, which he talks quite a bit about today as well. He's finding a lot of great inventory and he's selling it at a very rapid clip. He just started in September of last year. And here we are in February of 2023. So just about six months in and he's built a beautiful business, has him talking already about stepping away from his full-time engineering job into the arena of e-commerce because he appreciates the flexibility. He can go anywhere, travel, see the world, travel with his wife and do their thing. She's a traveling nurse, so she's able to get gigs pretty much wherever they go. Uh, so they're very flexible. They've built a beautiful lifestyle. No kids in the picture yet, but plans to do that at some point eventually, for sure. He's using a Proven Replans VA trained virtual assistant from our team as well. So he's got the Proven Amazon course, which is where everybody starts. The success stories, the hundreds of success stories you've heard on this show, they all start there. ProvenAmazonCourse.com. He then got a coach. He swears by it. You'll hear him say it. I don't need to talk any more about it than that. You'll hear him describe it himself here in a moment. He also got a Proven Replens VA. We call it the PRV program. ProvenReplensVA.com is the website. I'll stick links to all that in the show notes. That's going extremely well as well. So you'll hear him describe that in the episode today too. It was just a pleasure hanging out with this guy. I see a lot of leadership potential in him. We talked about that today as maybe him stepping into some new roles in this community. He's excited to network with this community, the relationships that he's building. They've helped him solve some problems. This, our Facebook group and the contacts he's made through his coach have helped him solve some challenges that he's run into. One of the things I love about his story is he came this close. He almost stepped into trying to launch a big private label product as his first adventure on Amazon. He was watching a bunch of YouTube videos and they had him convinced that was the way to go. He was about to spend a bunch of money on training and courses and coaching and inventory, hoping that that would work out. He's so glad he didn't do that. And we are too, because there's a 95% failure rate with people who start there by trying to launch a new product on Amazon. Instead, we teach students how to sell against those underserved listings on Amazon. We teach you how to find them and how to sell against them right alongside, in nearly all cases, other sellers who are doing the same thing. There's many, many millions of underserved listings on Amazon right now. And Matt, today, our guest, has learned how to find them, how to sell profitably against those, and he's scaling rapidly again, as you'll soon hear. So thanks for hanging out with us today. Enjoy this episode. Check the show notes at silentgym.com for all the links that we're going to talk about today and some other stuff as well. And hey, a little tip I don't throw out very often, but this is something you might be interested in today. If you go to silentgym.com slash updates, silentgym, that's me, jim.com slash updates, you can get alerts on your smartphone every time we have a free training session online or a new podcast episode so you don't miss any of the amazing podcast episodes. The thing I'm very proud about this show for having accomplished is, you know, as we've got hundreds of episodes is we've got hundreds of success story interviews with students who have followed our training and our programs. And you don't want to miss those motivational episodes. And the latest episode we've got for you is the one right now with Matt. Let's jump over and meet him. You're going to truly enjoy this. You're going to learn a lot from this guy. So Matt, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you, Jim. I appreciate it. 
It's great to have you here, man. Looking forward to jumping into your story. You ready to go? Yeah, I think so. All right. Well, let's do it, man. All right. So I guess, first off, historically, I had done some eBay dabbling, you know, trying a couple items. I used to go to um, auctions, spend a Saturday for like $30, $40 a profit, and end up collecting a lot of items over time. And our home office kind of became a warehouse, and my wife wasn't too happy. So I stopped with that. Um, (laughs) How long ago was that? Uh, That was like three years ago, I think. Probably like a little bit before COVID, auctions had kind of stopped at that point. Um, Okay. I got to say, just the way you just said, spend all day Saturday, make $30, $40 profit. (laughs) That was my reality. And I'm not too happy about that season of my life. Yeah. I mean, I think we've all kind of done that, that scrounging for anything I can sell and this, that frustration. Anyone who's been doing e-commerce for any length of time has, has been there, done that. Yeah. I mean, it felt good making the extra money. I just, you know, wasn't worth the, all the extra time in the weekends, of course. Sure. So last year, you know, I was trying to find another source of revenue. Um, my mom had uh, joined your Facebook group at that point and had actually given um, me the advice to check out Amazon. So, you know, I looked at your group and learned a little bit. And then I went to YouTube and learned all about private label. And then I kept seeing all of the uh, negative feedback towards that in your old group. So I uh, decided to go in towards the replens and started up um, with my first sale in September. And then it kind of took off getting the first sale. Around mid September, really showed me that this was like an opportunity. The first um, item had the ROI of like 130%, which made me feel like it was a strong opportunity. That's awesome. Um, so that was about six months ago. And yeah. Let me revisit the private label thing too. You you said you were, you're bouncing around on YouTube, and you hear us talk about this a lot. If you, for those who listen to this podcast frequently, if you go to YouTube and start talking about how to sell on Amazon, you're going to see loads of private label content. And I love, Matt, you said you saw the stuff that we were saying in our Facebook group that kind of talked you out of it. So you didn't invest in any courses. You didn't go down that road at all, I take it. No, I didn't. I was really, really close to it. And then I was I kind of had that conversation with my wife about um, you know, wanting to go down this journey. And we had decided we wanted to set aside like $5,000 for it. And at that time, you know, to do private label, I guess, to do a takeoff, you know, 5000 is kind of like the minimum. And I didn't want to lose it all and hurt not to have the support, but in regards to like replens. Yeah, you you almost certainly would have lost all of it. You know, just yeah. having seen numerous people go down that path, thousands of people. And you've heard me probably say it before, Matt, but you've got about a 95% chance of failing, even if you're well-funded, mm-hmm. simply because you just don't know the landscape yet. And we're excited to get you to that point now, Matt. You will get there. And you're you're about six months in at this point to your journey, it sounds like. You said you made your first sale in September, about six months ago, as we're here in February, 2023. But uh yeah, thanks for sharing that. Uh, and I'm glad we were able to save you from <laughs> burning through that cash and learning some painful lessons. But I keep it going, man. Keep the story rolling. Yeah, so um, you know, September, you know, I only tried just I think like three or four different ASINs at the time. Um, I think I sold like a thousand in September. After that, you know, really started pushing in a little bit harder. October was a little over eight thousand. November was nineteen thousand, and then um, December and January were a little bit over twenty five. And um, for about the third month in a row here in February, I'll be somewhere between twenty-five and thirty thousand. Wow, that's awesome! You're very matter of fact, and you just flew through the past few months. But <laughs> that's amazing. That's a that's a really nice trajectory. It's very doable. Are you working full time at another job still, or is this a I am, side um, thing or full time? Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm an engineer as my primary occupation. I travel a lot for work, which was one of the benefits of doing you know Amazon and OA because I can do it anywhere. Um, with an evening. And, um, you know, it's very flexible for my work schedule. So you're buying online, you're using OA strategies, online arbitrage, we call it, right? So you're not having any of the inventory come to your house? Who's doing the prepping? So I had done it initially. Um, My wife and I live in a camper and are traveling full time. So she definitely doesn't want any inventory in here with me. At the turn of the year, we really had to make that transition because that's when we went ahead and relocated um, to a different state. And I saw a lot Kyle Curtis had done the advertisement for Proven Prep. And uh, a lot of my items are really high dollars. So the fact that it was in Oregon was really important to me to be a tax-free state. So Kyle and his team at Proven Prep have been taking care of me for the last two months. And it's um, made my wife very happy and has allowed me to expand much more than I could if I was prepping it all myself. That's awesome. Yeah, you mentioned Kyle. He's the guy who runs our virtual assistant training program where we train virtual assistants to work for one seller, help them find inventory. But he's also started up a prep center, our proven prep center out in 
what what state did you say it's in? It's in Portland, Oregon. It is in Oregon. Okay, that shows you how detached I've been from that whole project. But that's great, a happy client because it hasn't been going more than just a couple months. So you you must have been one of the first clients. I believe so. I think it was like ten of us initially. Yeah. Okay, um, so cool. They were both growing pains, and as was I, because it was of course my first prep center. Yeah, well, that's awesome. Yeah, I know he's wanting to uh, take on even some of the smaller students and uh, you know smaller sellers, I should say who are just getting ramped up because a lot of the prep centers get so busy. Actually, one of the problems we have right now, Matt, is every good prep center just gets swamped. And pretty soon they're turning away everyone except very established sellers. So the newer sellers can't can't find a prep center. So I'm glad Kyle's got that one launched up and going. And uh, it sounds like it's doing great for you. That's phenomenal. Yeah. So you guys are able to keep, keep your... You're in a camper. I didn't realize that. So you're traveling, you're kind of roaming, you're able to keep that empty and still run your business, work it from anywhere. It sounds like you're kind of going down the road of uh, Gary and Gay Mosley, two great coaches on our team who do that exact lifestyle. They've completely outsourced their entire business and just travel. That's the dream, yeah. for sure. I'm a little bit further from, the, from that than they are, of course. Yeah, well, I mean, at the rate you're going, it's not going to be long before <laughs> you'll be right up there with the best of the best in this business. You're really taking a... You must be like a methodical... Here's what needs to happen. Here's what I'm going to do. Check the boxes, get it done. It's what it sounds like to me so far. Yeah, I, I love spreadsheets. I love um, task managers. Being an engineer, I do a lot of project management. So I really like putting all the systems together. You a bit of a spreadsheet nerd too? Yeah, I've got like eight spreadsheets up on my monitors right now. Yeah, I am too. <laughs> Admittedly, my whole life is shared Google Docs and shared spreadsheets of all the projects and things we've got going on. Yeah, I can make a spreadsheet dance back in the day. Back before you were even around, I was playing around <laughs> with tools called, you ever heard of like Lotus 123? Uh, my company just got off Lotus like a couple months ago. So. No way. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the old school spreadsheets, man. So mm -hmm. yeah, I've been doing that a while, creating the macros and all that. You don't have to have those skills. But I, what I love about this business is, you know, we've got people who take a very artistic approach to this. We've got people who take a very methodical, mechanical, number-driven approach to this. There's room for all. There's people who take a very relational approach to this. Like they're just constantly out there meeting people, talking about what they do. And they end up with all kinds of great business. So I love it. It kind of fits the personality of the the student. But it sounds like you're doing great. So you're working. How talk me through the schedule of how this fits into your life? Sure. So my primary occupation takes anywhere between like forty to fifty hours a week. There's a lot of travel, so it fluctuates. My wife is a, a registered nurse, so she works three days a week and. Um, school as she finishes like her doctorate so really i just tried to morph my um amazon time kind of like around her schedule um and my work schedule so like she works the next three days so i'm gonna go really hard on amazon and then try to take the time off when she's home okay it's just the two of you no kids yet no children yet uh, maybe in another year or two yeah i got you man that's awesome so what are your goals for this year you've had quite a start to the year here we are you know in february hitting your best month ever it sounds yes. like so far so for a while the thing that was really limiting me was um you know just capital i started you know investigating different alternatives and then um, amazon had offered a loan you know a few weeks ago so i went ahead and pulled out that loan and started reinvesting my inventory now like re projected revenue sales value has already jumped about twenty three thousand. Um, so next month should start um, seeing that growth gotcha Gotcha. Maybe, do you want to spend some time talking through some of your other capital options or do you feel like you researched that pretty well? I'm happy to, I guess, share the experiences. I had um, looked through like three different options. One was um, seven-figure funding, accrue me, and then just personally looking through 0% um, credit cards, which uh, impacted my personal credit a little bit. So, mm -hmm. so you did, they, Amazon certainly just click a couple buttons, easy route to go. How's that going for you so far? It was really simple. You know, by the time I accepted it, it was dispersed within three days, allowed for me to go ahead and pay off some of the credit debt that was carrying on my personal cards. And I'm going ahead and was able to reinvest in about two weeks. I have a, a VA that sources like nonstop, it seems like, and um, really eases the burden of trying to find good ASINs. So they're, they're doing the research for you. Are they doing the buying as well? I haven't gone that far yet. A lot of the inventory that I purchased actually has a sale price of like around $90 to $100. So there's not necessarily as much buying as it is um, if she finds me two or three good ASINs a day. You know, I'm pretty, pretty pleased. And I only ever have to do a purchase of like five or ten per item. So the buying hasn't been too intensive yet. 
That's great. How did you find your VA? Is this someone you trained or is this someone from our team? It was someone from your all's team uh, through the um, Proven VA. I signed up for them as well as a coaching program back towards the end of November, trying to really expand the business. Yeah. It sounds like it's working. <laughs> yes, it is. Actually, the first VA that I had, you know, we were just kind of having like, some communication issues, just wasn't getting the response rate that I kind of anticipated. And uh, expressed it to Kyle. And within like two days, it was, it was corrected. I had a new VA and she's fantastic. Communication is like unheard of. Her hours are fantastic. Kind of um, with how, even if I'm like a little bit behind her schedule, she still makes sure to respond to any questions I have. And um, she'll be moving to full time here in just two more weeks. That's great. So how many hours a week is she um, So she, right now she's been anywhere between 20 to 25. Uh, she'll go to 40. Going to 40 soon. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, double the hours double the new replans found daily. Makes sense to me. Yeah, sounds like a good move. You're paying her $4 an hour, I'm guessing? Uh, yeah, when I moved her full-time, we went ahead and did like a little bit more and I wanted to give her like some vacation and all because I know how important yeah. that is for like my wife and I. So. That's fantastic. And anytime I bring that up, I feel obligated to discuss with the listeners. Maybe it's the first time they've heard us talk about virtual assistants and $4 an hour. What's this, slave labor? <laughs> and you got to understand, we're talking about Filipinos you can get details on our on our program at provenreplansva.com. I'll stick a link in the show notes. But in the Philippines, $4 an hour spends like somewhere around four times minimum wage, basically. So imagine being in the United States where the minimum wage is what, around 12, 15 bucks an hour, paying somebody four times that amount. Now we're talking $50, $60 an hour to source replans and do research online all day based on the training we've given them. Yeah, that's a pretty good job. So that's how the Filipinos see this gig where the average worker, the minimum wage on the island is about $1 per hour. We're paying them four times that. And we turn them over to work with just one student, which in this case is you, Matt. So you've built a relationship. They work for you. You pay them. They report to you. They don't share their leads with us. They share them with you, not a group of sellers, just you. That's the beauty of the program. It's very unique in that aspect. And it sounds like you guys have really ramped up as a result. Uh, and you mentioned coaching as well. Let's talk through how that's going. I mean, I can't say enough good things about that. I have um, my two coaches are Joel and Joseph. Joseph is my um, primary one, the proactive. He um, taught me a very cool way to source that I think we'll be sharing later on at the conference later on this year. And um, that compiled with um, some other sourcing methods kind of leaves us with more ASINs than we could ever hope to purchase. <laughs> talk about a teaser. Right. Yeah. And I, I didn't talk to you beforehand, but yeah, having having coaches on our team who are not only successful students from our program, but they're also the ones coming up with the new creative ideas and strategies that we're going to teach. There's always new creative ideas floating to the top. And yeah, at the conference, which would love to see you there. You and I were talking offline. You may or may not be there, but July 6th through 8th, Columbus, Ohio, go to theprovenconference.com. One of the sessions and one of the courses we're coming out with this year as well is about a strategy that, yeah, you can basically bury yourself in leads. And it sounds like you're kind of tapping into that a little bit, right? Yeah, he's uh, spent a couple sessions with me, walking me through it. And um, there's definitely like a little bit of a learning curve, but once you get it, yeah, you, know, you, can, you can source any sort of area efficiently. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, isn't it? Yeah, I've spent some time with Joe as well going through that and uh, it's on fire for sure. I can't wait to roll it out to the community. But yeah, this is beautiful, man. So what's your what are your numbers looking like as far as net margins go? You mentioned ROI earlier, some great wins early on. What's your overall net margin look like? And, and are you tracking that pretty accurately, do you feel like? I think so. Bookkeeping and accounting is definitely something you need to work on a little bit more. So I went very, very heavy on software initially because I wanted... You know, best of the best. I didn't want to spend more time relearning. If I go ahead and prorate out those costs through the remainder of the year, I'll sit right around 13% margin. So it's a little bit lower than I'd like, but I guess relatively high in overhead costs for where I'm at in the business. Um, I think, yeah, you've put a lot of overhead on all the softwares that are out there. Yeah, gotcha. But yeah. still, that's, that's phenomenal for the time that you're putting in and the momentum that you have and the, the trajectory that you're on. Those numbers will climb. No doubt, you'll trim the fat off a little bit and get rid of some of maybe the tools that you don't need, that sort of thing. So you're factoring in maybe some of the equipment that you bought initially and all of that. You are you uh, adding in any of those expenses? Yeah, all the packaging supplies and stuff. I splurged and upgraded a lot of that this month. You know, 
be cool inventory lab coaching VAs and all. It was a pretty substantial investment, but I mean, it's yeah. paying for it. I'm seeing the growth. Yeah. Yeah. Factoring coaching in there as well. That's excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that net margin is factoring in all those expenses, many of which, well, coaching, especially that's a one-time thing. You'll benefit mm-hmm. from it on an ongoing basis. Well, this is great. So uh, talk us through some of the products you sell. What are some of the things without giving away any of your niche products or ex- giving away the exact product, I should say. What are some of the things that you enjoy selling right now? What are you seeing move? Sure. So um, based on, on my background with engineering and all, I really like tools and industrial hardware. So that's kind of where you're getting those like really high dollar items. I don't know how happy they are with the prep center, but I do a lot of like small oversized and like pretty heavy items. Um, I'm actually working with them right now on an item that's 110 pounds. Just trying to figure out how to best ship and source it. I found it to be a really cool niche because I think a lot of people kind of shy away from it. Yeah, that's a great point. The heavier, bulkier, awkward to prep, but you can just mark those margins up so much higher because no one else is tackling it. Yeah. That's a great opportunity. So give me the numbers on that one. It costs it 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 weighs 110 pounds. It's a little awkward, but what are you sourcing it for? What are you selling it for? If I can get them to hack and prep it, cost is nine hundred. And the sell cost would be or sell price would be sixteen hundred. Um nice. if I start calculating in the um cash back returns, I'm right around thirty-seven percent ROI. But it's one of those where if it gets returned and damaged, I already looked on eBay and sell for about twelve hundred dollars used. So I'm not too concerned. Nice. Well, I happen to know just as a solution for you, if if Kyle and the team struggle out there with that one, we've got the ability to ship and manage through our what we have here. We've got a relationship with somebody who ships heavy stuff all day, every day. And yeah, so get get back to me if you need some help on that. There's always a creative solution it. in this community for any, if, if there's money to be made, flipping a product, selling it a profit, there's someone who can help you with the logistical aspects of that. So maybe that one in product in particular, maybe you could come this way to mm-hmm. Indiana instead of heading West. But uh, sure. we can talk offline about that. Well, this is great. So how many ASINs would you say you found so far approximately that are, that are um, good profitable sellers for you? In regards to like replens, I'm probably right around the 75 to 80. I started cutting off a lot of the um, slower movers and lower ROI. I've been very fortunate and blessed. I've run into two different stores that are liquidating now. So I put a lot of capital towards those investments. I guess right now I'm, I have 227 activations. Gotcha. But some of those are just one-time clear the shelf type of opportunities that you've encountered. As an eBay seller, you've learned to recognize those. I mean, it's been really cool experience. Some of them, you know, while you might not target those liquidations, there's some items that I'm buying for $4 and seven, selling for 75 and you're able to buy 50 or 60 of them. So it really helps with the growth potential for the OA process. Yeah, fantastic. Are you sending those? How are you handling those? It sounds like local inventory. That there was inventory that sat in our camper for uh, two and a half weeks. So I did a post in the Facebook group um, the other week about, about how happy my wife was to get it out of the camper. Um <laughs> So they just landed at Amazon um, earlier this week, and I've already sold through a little bit over $2,000 in revenue on it, which is, of course, exciting to start the turnaround process. That's awesome, man. Wow. You've got quite a business established here, buddy. What prompted us? I I apologize. This, This is a strange question, but I didn't have a chance to prepare as much as I sometimes do for this episode today. What prompted us to have this conversation today? Do you happen to remember? I do. I think back in December... I had done a post about um, one of my purchases and then um, was kind of talking about the proven BA and coaching. I think it got a lot of attention back then. We had reached out. I think I made a post as well about um, my coach, Joel, who in like the first day of our like uh, 30 minute and every active session, he taught me about uh, rev ROI and just a, a really simple extension like that um, paid for coaching almost immediately. Yeah, just those little tips, little pointers. We hear that frequently. My first session paid for coaching. (laughs) We love to hear that, obviously. And then from there, it's just relationship building and scaling. And uh, I think the value that you'll see as you go through the coaching experience, we hear it from so many people, is the relationships that they build with their coaches. And then that network of people and the opportunities that result from that. From my perspective, having been in this for you know 20 years plus, having coached coming up on 10,000 students. The thing I've noticed, the people that stick around and really do something significant are the people who become relationship-focused, build mastermind groups, network, get into partnership opportunities with their coaches and with the other members. 
those are the people that make up this core network. And you were saying, Matt, that you may or may not be able to make it to our live conference when we talked offline. I would do everything you possibly can to be there. Would this be your first one if you came in July? Yeah, this would definitely be our first one. Yeah, like you really need to, if you got to move some things around, make some adjustments, inconvenience yourself a little bit, you will be so glad you did it, especially the position you're in right now. You're on a true, um, I would call the leadership track is what I've come to recognize around here where people who are methodically chipping away and doing this either with their artistic brain, their relationship brain, or their analytical brain. There's three ways to do this. You're the analytical guy, (laughs) but just they've taken it seriously. They're jumping in and they're building. You go to that event, it's going to propel you forward six to nine months in three days. Just the ideas, the relationships, the connections, it's it's very much worth you being there. Plus, you're going to have a lot of people that want to meet you after this podcast episode comes out too. <laughs> sure. I mean, my wife loves traveling, so I'm really trying to go down and, and push her on that concept. I'd like to get her involved in Amazon. I think that'd be a good experience for her as well. Yeah. And, it's just, and to bring her personality to it. You know, there's, mm-hmm. like I said, you know, she could be the relationship, make the phone calls person. I don't know her personality, but I know typically the the analytical types tend to marry the, uh, the life of the party type sometimes, right? <laughs> so <laughs> at least that's what happened in our house. You know, right. I'm, I'm more like you, the analytic man, a few words. I'd rather pound through the process, create a spreadsheet to automate anything that can be automated. My wife, she's the relational one. And she'll just tell people what we do over a conversation and like, oh, Jim, you got to call me sometime. I got all kinds of warehouse inventory that I think you might want to take a look at. Like, I never would have had that conversation. Mm-hmm. I wasn't in work mode at the time. I checked that box earlier that day and I was in goofing off mode now, right? So yeah, I love how God just kind of you know connects us with the right people that can enhance and build. And uh, so who knows what her role might be. But so she she really hasn't done much with the business, it sounds like yet. No, I mean, uh, she's doing her doctorate schooling and mm-hmm. um, working full time. So she's right. uh, pretty preoccupied right now. Uh, she did go and help me source some um, both times that we had to do that uh, liquidation at those stores, you know, spending eight hours together. She said that was a lot more fun than working. So I think I'm uh, slowly wearing her down. <laughs> she's going to come around eventually. Right. Yeah, that's I great. So. You'll find a role in this new adventure. Now, you guys mentioned you want to do some traveling. That's the dream you mentioned. Talk me through that. You, the global traveling or you're in an RV right now. I got to imagine that's a pretty inexpensive way to live while you're kind of collecting cash is, you know, dinks, double income, no kids, right? Yeah, so, that's, that's the model I keep preaching to everybody. We sold our house in April of last year, you know, made a really nice return on it from the two years prior that we had purchased it. I've already done a fair amount of uh, travel to Europe. So she, so we wanted to kind of see this beautiful country that we have here. So, you know, we're based out of West Virginia. We're traveling around. My work's allowing for us to um, go to different facilities and do projects. And she's travel nursing. So I think for another year or two, we'll do this and then kind of return home, build a house, build a family, hopefully. That's the plan. Man, that's fantastic. So you guys have it mapped out. So where else do you want to visit anywhere else besides uh, you've said you've been to Europe, US, you're going to leave the country? Because the nice thing about this business is and the way you're setting it up is you can go anywhere. Your business is in your pocket, right? Yeah. So before you settle that's down, the, what else do you want to see? Uh, so we're going to go to Arizona and out west, some here in April, May time frame. And then uh, I'm trying to convince my job to let us go to the Northeast after this, preferably during the summer. But I don't know, just seeing the beautiful world that we live in has really just yeah. been a big motivator and just yeah. having the flexibility. You know, on our drive down here, uh, when she was driving the camper, I was able to work and right. find some really good opportunities. It just seemed like the dream. Yeah, it's, it's phenomenal. It never gets old. Uh, especially I have a deep appreciation for this lifestyle because I was doing things that I really didn't like doing up until I went full-time into e-commerce. I mean, I was getting up early, going to a job I didn't like, working for some people that I had a hard time getting along with, doing stuff that I didn't feel like were very fulfilling, meaningful. And then I got into some sales and that was a little better, but still someone else controlled my schedule and my income was kind of capped. This complete flexibility of schedule, go where I want, when I want, take my business with me in my pocket. You know, I always hold up my phone and I say, here's my business. You've got internet. I'm good. I could be anywhere in the world. And I'm, I'm good. My business keeps on rocking. So all the income streams I've been able to build over the last 20 years, all have that in common. As long as I've got an internet connection, keeps right on rolling. You know, don't use an alarm clock except for church on Sundays. You know, it's just, it's just complete flexible schedule. Homeschooled our kids, which I highly recommend. It's just had been a beautiful, now that we're, you know, we've been doing homeschooling for 23, 
years. <laughs> it's a big number, but it's worked out great. It especially enhances this whole concept of, uh, it, it just connects so well with this concept of entrepreneurship, e-commerce, homeschooling, flexibility of schedule. And you mentioned Arizona. One of the funnest trips we took, man, was when we went out to uh, Sedona. So while you're out there, man, that was yes. gorgeous. Just gorgeous. And the kids still talk about that trip. And we just did it. You know, and I, I was working while we were there and a couple hours in the morning, the rest of the day was freed up, do what we want to do and uh, stay as long as we want to stay. That's just been our reality for a long time. That I think that trip was probably 10 years ago, but we had a blast, man. Go out there, get a, rent a couple ATVs and drive around. It was a blast. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've been on stopping there. Um, the entire trip's going to be based around just seeing national parks. We really like um, nature and exploring. Yeah. There's just some crazy areas out there where I just remember I went on a run one or early one morning while we were out there and I got out in the middle of nowhere on a path and just looked around. It was just like beautiful mountainous structures in all directions. Like you were in a bowl almost of just gorgeous, like just me in the world, in the world, the nature out there is phenomenal. I, I remember it like it was yesterday, but yeah, just having the freedom to do those kinds of things, buddy. So super excited to see where you guys are going. And, you know, to me, I feel like you're on a bit of a leadership track. I mentioned this earlier, but you've got the competency, you've got the confidence. I think you're on a leadership track. You know, you've worked with some leaders in our community and seeing they're, they're just real people, humble people that don't mind sharing what they've learned and sharing what they know with others. So to the degree that you want to step into that role, I think that door is going to start opening up for you real soon as well, Matt, if, if it's something you want to do. And I'm sure you're going to have plenty of people reaching out to you just saying, hey, are you a real person? Are you an actor Jim hired from some local <laughs> college acting class to, to talk about Amazon like, uh, like it's working out? You know, you'll have some people poke you on the shoulder, but you'll get a little taste of what that's like. You know, people, um, especially if you come to the event, our podcast guests tend to be many celebrities as people approach them and like, hey, that was a great episode. Uh, so awesome. yeah, you- I said, I'll, I'll definitely try to get us out there. Um, I know we, I just looked at the OA Simplified course on our like drive down here. Yeah. And to know that I could have had that, you know, six or seven months sooner by attending the um, conference or even purchasing a pack, it would, have, it would have paid for itself very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. OA Simplified. That's a great module. Now that you mentioned, I'll explain it to the listeners. Uh, Leah and Jessica, two great coaches on our team themselves, both doing about six figures a month. Last I checked in with them, businesses are doing great. I know that's for sure. And they do only online shopping. That's the OA. OASimplified.com is the website. But that course is in the Proven Amazon course. Don't want to go buy it on its own. Although you could, if you don't want the Proven Amazon course, you could get it on its own. But it's one of the modules inside the pack now. And yeah, it's changed a lot of people's lives. And it kind of meshes up really well with the concepts you're learning from your coach right now as you're going through the coaching program. Those two worlds merge beautifully, as you know, and the rest of the community will know soon enough the the secret sauce of what we're doing there that's pretty pretty incredible yeah so yeah, hope- uh, definitely looks great. hey we'll get back to the show in just a second but i've got to tell you about a great sponsor who's just joined us i'm talking about seller board this is a very popular service used by many amazon sellers in our community because they understand how important it is how crucial it is to know your numbers how do you know how profitable you are all those fees, the different expenses, the cost of goods sold. How do you track it all? Sellerboard is phenomenal. Starting as low as just $15 a month with a two-month trial on top of that, you really need to check these guys out. Get over to silentgym.com slash numbers. Again, silentgym.com slash numbers. It's time to know your numbers. It's an accurate profit analytics software tool just for Amazon sellers. They've been doing this since 2017. It is a really cool tool doing some things that I'm unaware of anyone else doing. So the pricing starts at $15. Like I said, get your two-month trial at silentgym.com slash numbers. The concepts you're learning from your coach right now as you're going through the coaching program those two worlds merge beautifully, as you know, and the rest of the community will know soon enough the the secret sauce of what we're doing there. That's pretty pretty incredible. Yeah, so yeah, hope, uh, definitely cool experience. Yeah, hope hope to see you there. But I, regardless of whether you guys make it to the event or not, I I see you on a leadership track if that's something you want to do. If you've got a bit of a teacher's heart, want to spend some time, 
I think that's that's an opportunity that will begin to open up for you as well. But well, what else is on your mind, man? Anything else that you had? A, you, I think you said you had some questions before we hit the recording button today. Uh, anything you want to dive into, or did we miss anything from your story? Take it where you want yeah, to go. Yeah, I wanted to get I wanted to get back to the networking. I guess um, with uh, my other coach Joel, you know, um, when I went through those liquidation sites, I found out that there are ASINs to that. Just because you're approved for a brand uh, doesn't necessarily mean you're approved for the product. Yes, um, I yes. ran into yeah to quite a few of those about cost of goods of like twenty five hundred dollars. So it's definitely going to hurt a little bit. But kind of building that network. And then some um, networks that my coach had, we were able to work on like a liquidation process that's still going to be profitable. That otherwise I'd have been selling on eBay. It would have been about 375 individual items. And um, it was really occupying our living room. But just kind of having those network connections kind of like freed us up. And I just um, checked the sales on them earlier today. And I'm almost already in the profitable region on it. And they um, just started really three or four days ago now. That's fantastic. Yeah, I, that's a great example of what we were talking about earlier, where the value of your investment into this community is the network of people you now know, who, as I often say, live, eat, breathe, and sleep e-commerce. If they don't know the answer, they know somebody who probably does. And that solves literally every challenge you run into. Assuming the challenge isn't, okay, I spent $50,000 on a private label product and it's in my garage now. Somebody help me. I need to sell all of it now because I can't park my car in my garage. My wife's mad at me. Like I, We don't have a lot of great solutions for that, but that's why we don't let people go down that road. <laughs> Until you're established and you know the, land, the landscape, we're not going to let you play with private label around here. So the challenges you're going to run into are challenges we've seen a hundred, if not a thousand times before, there's always a creative solution for it. And that's a great example. You got yourself into some inventory, made it a little bit of an error. Here's a way to get rid of it, make a profit because of the network. I love that story. Yeah, that's awesome. Extremely yeah. grateful. You know, I asked about a bunch of questions and I feel bad when I'm asking the same question I did a week before, but he's always uh, very understanding. Yeah, well, we've got a great coaching team. And I do. I did a session with one of our new coaches just yesterday. And I've, I don't know that I've ever shared this on a podcast episode, but the thing that I share with every new coach that comes into our team, two things. They've already been trained and they've gone through a lot of other meetings with other people. But at the point they talk to me and I'm welcoming them on board the team, I shared with them two things. One is it's not all on you to make your students successful. You've got a whole team behind you, including me, including my personal cell phone, including everyone who's been doing this for a decade plus. There's a lot of us who've been doing this a long time. So if you run into a challenge, feel over your head, it's not up to you to dig and research and figure it out and be the expert. Use the team, right? And the other thing I tell them is build a relationship with your students. Launch a business with them if they resonate. Have a great time. Have fun, you know? If you're in their part of the world, Go visit them. We don't swamp anybody with 60 new coaching students. They get a few a month tops. That's why we have a big team so we can do that and, and really focus on the relationship aspect. So that's uh, that's the two things that I tell the students or still the new coaches, I should say. And it sounds like that's the approach you're experiencing here. They're available. They're helping you solve the unique challenges. You're not going through a workbook of uh, checking boxes. You are actually taking your business from where it is now to where you want it to be and tackling the challenges that you encounter along the way in a very realistic way. Uh, and you never know what's going to happen. Call to call, it sounds like, but it's paying off, it sounds like, too. Absolutely. It's perfect because, um, you know, throughout the week, I'll make a list of all the items I'm struggling with and um, any of them that are there at the end of the week. You know, I'll have to call them for 30 minutes. We just kind of grind through them all. Um, they, they've ran late quite a few times, but, um, you know, they're very supportive. And it's also really nice because it, Quite a few calls we've had, they've said they've learned things as well. Um, so that way, it's not just always one-sided. Yes. I tell our coaches that all the time. Get ready to learn way more than you ever imagined. You could learn about this business because every student that you encounter, they're going to teach you, if not a handful of things, a bunch of new stuff just based on their experiences. Just expect it. So you got to stay humble as a, as a teacher to be able to learn those lessons. If, because if you come across as the one who has all the answers, and you pretend to know the things that your students are teaching you, there's a wall that's built there. But hey, we're in this together. Again, this is a very relational process that we're here. So you can teach us. And that's the thing I know about you, Matt. I look at a guy like you or in some of the other great podcast guests we've had, and I know that you're going to bring two, three, or five, or 10 new creative, exciting, unique ideas to this community at some point 
just by being a part of it and experiencing life and seeing the things you see and the tools you experience and the connections you make, you're going to teach us all things, a lot of things. So that that's by design. We embrace that. So yeah, I'm glad you pointed that out. Well, what else is on your list? You said you had a, a few things for us. Any other questions or anything else going on? Yeah, I got two questions. So one is, of course, like the dreams to go full time eventually, you know, to be able to do the travel and really be able to spend time with family. I guess as I go through and I start doing like forward thinking calculations for how much is needed to like replace income, what is your recommendation for where, you know, you can't only just replace your income, you need to be able to make more to continue to like reinvest in the business. What does that percent look like when you're helping people with that transition? Well, the advice I generally give, especially when I'm talking to a married couple, is I I put a... uh, a number to this that your spouse and you both have to agree on. That number is how much of living expenses do we have to have set aside? How many months of living expenses do we have to have set aside before you'll be comfortable with me making this leap? And whoever names the biggest number wins that argument, right? But there's no discussion after that because we want the the spouse who's more cautious, fully on board with the plan. But you guys have the advantage that you're building up a pretty significant income stream that could some point feasibly, I don't know what you get earned in your engineering business, but that it work, but that's none of my business, but it's irrelevant for this conversation. But at some point, what you're earning here is going to surpass that. That point, it's a no brainer. That point, it's easy. Mm-hmm. And the nice thing about this is it's going to continue to scale, not just the replens portion, but these relationships, these opportunities, these other things, you will have a private label brand you launch eventually. You will have brands approach you and say, hey, would you just take over our Amazon account because we don't know what we're doing? Yeah, sure. For you know, $5,000 up front and then 15% of sales every month, I'd be happy to help you set up your Amazon account. Well, there's another income stream, right? So this really compounds. This skill set that you're developing, You know, part of me would say, I've seen people take that leap of faith and consistently be grateful for it, positioned far less positively than you are right now. Now, now I don't know what you earn in your in engineering degree. And you know, I don't need to know those numbers necessarily to know that you're on such a momentum swing right now with all of this that you'd probably be perfectly fine right now, dude. But I'm not going to encourage that. So what percentage do I need to be earning above what we need to take home in order to... You can do the math on that. If you're earning a few thousand dollars a month more than what you need to sustain yourself, you're ready to make that leap because that's all you need to continue to scale. You look at the funding sources that are available to you. We talked a little earlier using the Amazon funding option right now. As the amount of inventory that you have increases, there's going to be funding options out there just stacking up. And some of them are just beautiful. Like the Akrumi is in particular, I just love seven-figure funding, same way too that we work with all the time. Great terms. So you don't have to so much rely on, am I making enough money to continue to sustain the growth? There's third parties that will come in and step alongside of you. And for a small percentage, they're going to benefit too as well. But this pace of scaling isn't going to be the issue anymore. That money is there. If you're running a profitable business, people want to give you money to scale faster. So all those factors kind of put on a spreadsheet, like, yeah, option A is good, option B is great, and option C is beautiful as well, right? It's You're in a great position. It's more a matter for me of, uh, am I ready to change my routine? Uh, is this the right season? Uh, relationships, a lot of times, especially when I'm talking to, to younger people, they, they don't quite have an appreciation for relational aspect of the of the big decisions you make in life am i ready to step away from the relationships that i've formed here mm-hmm. Are, is there more that i need to pour into or receive from the relationship do you have a great manager it's like man it's gonna be really weird he's kind of a mentor to me like i think he's kind of helping me through this season of life it's hard to put a dollar figure to that but man you don't want to walk away from that i i was actually talking to a, a young man and, you know, anybody under the age of 30, I call young now because I'm, I'm, you know, I've got a birthday coming up. I'm in my mid fifties, right? So I can call you guys young, but he had an option A and an option B that he was presenting to me on a, on a business deal that he was going to do. Option A, we're going to go this direction and meet these people, make this much money and do these things. And option B, you know, over here, he's going to be doing these things, meeting these people. And he got real technical into here's how much money I think you'd make and here's the skills I'll need and here's where I'll have to move. And just da, 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 da. And the thing he left out of the conversation was the relationships. 
And I just said, if if I had to ask you like one clarifying question that'll really help me, if I, if you're asking me to give you some advice here, if you looked at option A and option B, and you looked at the relationships in option A, the people, how well you know them, how much they've poured into your life, how much it would hurt to lose that relationship, and you look at option B through that same lens, does that add any clarity to what you should do next? And he said, actually, it makes the decision for me so obvious that I can't believe I didn't think of it myself. <laughs> like, he's like, I'm going with option A. And he called me, this is the cool part of the story, a couple of years later and said, that was such the right call. Like that other thing would have been a disaster. The people kind of, that I didn't know that well, they kind of revealed who they were, didn't work out. All like, great for them. So glad I didn't go that direction. The people I loved and trusted who had poured into me, it wasn't quite as financially stable sounding, but it turned into something beautiful. So he was very grateful for that clarifying. So as you're, as you're thinking through this, it's not just numbers on a spreadsheet. It's There's relational aspects here. How much will it hurt to, to sever some of those? How can you maybe uh, transition slowly? Like, hey guys, I'm going to be a consultant. I'm not, on, I'm not on payroll anymore. I'm here when you need me. I cost X per hour. And I value these relationships, but I'm only available up to 10 hours a week. Sorry, right? Like those kind of creative, slow transitions. If you haven't thought through that, obviously already, maybe you have, but for the sake of even listeners, rather than just like cutting off cold turkey relationships and opportunities, I like to see those slow transitions. So that's just some general ideas. Haven't seen a lot of guys make these kind of you know leaps of faith and these slow transitions, becoming a consultant. For the company you used to work for, it could be very lucrative. And suddenly they're paying you three times what they used to pay you and you're working a third as many hours because you're a consultant now, right? Uh, so just some things to think about. No, I've, I really appreciate the uh, the answer. The, the group that I'm a part of, I've worked with for like seven years now and definitely built up some very nice relationships. And I think that's going to be one of the hardest things um, if that time ever gets to come where I would start transitioning now. Yeah. Yeah. And just to be clear, uh, if we use your last name, this is going on YouTube and they're all going to be okay with that? I think so. I think so. (laughs) um, I don't know anyone at the company that um, does Amazon yet. I've mentioned it to a couple, but no one seems uh, very interested yet. So the reason I mentioned that is because the last real job I had when word got out that I was starting to have a lot of fun and making some money on e-commerce, that's when they kind of cut me off and actually was kind of suddenly. So happy to use last name, leave last names out of this, first name only, Matt, and we can use video or audio only on this one as well so that you don't get you don't get someone calling you into their office next if, week. If that were to, I'm honestly okay with it. If that were to happen, um, my wife has other contracts she can take where she would actually replace my income uh, just by <laughs> picking a different travel. That, that's kind of the discussion that we have um, privately where if she picks on contracts, she can more than double her pay just by changing the location we're at, which would supplement my entire income. So here you are bringing option D onto the table. You know, like you guys are going to be fine no matter how this goes down, right? You're going to be just, you're positioned very, very well for whatever life might throw at you guys from a financial perspective. And uh, you've made a lot of really good decisions. That's outstanding. Yeah. Anything else on your list that you want to go over? Yeah. Yeah. I, I really do appreciate you giving such a good answer on that last one. I guess this is going to be an administrative one that's been a, a huge headache for me. How does your team go about managing replens and ordering in a timely manner to ensure that you don't run out of stock or have too much? I find myself constantly battling on this, struggling to estimate with lead times. I'm in the trial period of seller board and mm-hmm. replens dashboard. And um, even with all this wonderful stock software, I still find myself struggling to pull triggers in the fear of over-replensing. Over-ordering? Is worse than yes. over-ordering is worse than under-ordering. And the way we're handling it right now is I've kind of built, because of all the ASINs we're handling, I've built a bit of a custom solution that I'd be happy to show you. But basically, it's just what have we sold in the last 30 days is right there in front of whoever's doing the buying. How many have we sold? How many do we have right now on the way to Amazon or at Amazon kind of added together? Because that's, that's the same number. And once you see those two side by side, you can kind of make a decision. Do I need to order more or not right now? And it, you know, it's it's a pretty simple formula that we're using. Someone just kind of goes through as things sell. That's a trigger for us to go review. Is it time to order more of that or not? You know, that's about as simple as I can make it in a verbal response. Those are the those are the, the things that we're keeping an eye on. How much has it sold in the last thirty days? How much do we have on hand or on the way to Amazon? 
And did we just make a sale today? Go take a look, see what happened. We're also keeping an eye on anything that doesn't sell over a 30-day period so we can go reevaluate. Okay, what's up with this ASIN? Do we need to get rid of it? Do we need to drop the price? Has it changed in some reason? Is there something we need to know, be aware of? So over the course of the next day 30 to day 60, we can do what we got to do to get rid of it or transition it out before it becomes you know, a dead weight that we're getting stocking fees charged against the storage fees by Amazon. We don't want that to get to that point. So we'll liquidate, get our money back. And we tend to focus on the faster moving ASINs. So anytime we need to get rid of something, it's just a matter of dropping the price and we're out. Now, that's all nice theory on paper, but there's always exceptions to every little rule. And ordering stuff on time, the thing you run into is, I know we see this a lot, some things we order, and this is all, this is logistics. I mean, you can get into crazy technical, you know, even the engineer brain, you got smoke coming out your ears, like, man, there's too many factors here to make this make sense. Because you'll have stuff that you order and then, oh, guess what? Sorry, it's back ordered for, for six weeks. Would you still like to order it or not? Or do you want us to, you know? change your order and you're like, I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> what do I do with this? Do I think because by the time it gets here, will this ASIN still be good? I don't know what to do with that. It's not on my spreadsheet anywhere. It, you know, some stuff you order it, it shows up in a week. Other stuff you order it, it, it's supposed to show up and it just doesn't, you know, so tracking all those variables, what it comes down to is the one of the busiest people on my team, in this case happens to be my aunt who does my ordering. And we talk frequently. Anytime she's frustrated, we just talk through, you know, the frustration could be, oh, we just got charged some uh, storage fees at Amazon that we weren't expecting. What caused that? Okay, let's fix that pain point. How do we make sure that doesn't happen again? Or, wow, there's this great ASIN that we could have been flying off the shelf with and somehow we haven't had any of it in two months. Why didn't we order that? How'd that slip through our radar? So you just kind of look at the exceptions and you learn from those pain points and you build systems to correct it. Replens dashboard is great. Seller board is great. These tools kind of used in conjunction. That's the thing about this, this business, Matt, is everybody kind of has their own kind of Frankenstein approach to how they built this. You know, they pieced it together and either their relationship brain or their artistic brain or their, or their rational, you know, mathematical brain is kind of tackling these, these problems. Um, but I think no matter how you do it, you've got to look at what's selling as a trigger to oh. analyze, is it time to do something else? Do I need more or not right now? Do I need to order more or not? So as things sell, that's your trigger. If that, and if that's obvious, I'm just stating the obvious. It, it is. I've, I've actually never gone that granular into the detail. I was always trying to do like weekly reports and backtracking out. And um, last night I found out that I had an ASIN that's been on stock for two months that was actually selling quite well beforehand. So, mm -hmm. so I'm trying to improve it a little bit. Yeah. So how do you keep that from slipping through your radar? You keep an eye on what's selling. Mm -hmm. And if something goes from one to zero, that's definitely a trigger, right? Like, okay, how many, how fast did that sell? I had, I had 15 of those. How fast did we go from 15 to one? Was that a two week thing or was that a six month thing? If that was a six month thing, I, I don't know that I want to be in that one anymore. But as things sell, that's your trigger. Just keep an eye on what's selling. And, and don't ignore, because if you skip three or four days of doing that, you, know, you could miss out on a winner that's just waiting there for you. But the beautiful thing about this is anything that you get into, just find more ASINs. <laughs> you know, that fixes. The people who are doing this at a high level, they really aren't that granular about making sure they don't miss any opportunities as much as they're just constantly finding new winners that they can excitedly jump into and pay attention to. The 80-20 rule really applies here. Right, just 20% of those great ASINs at any given time, that's 80% of your excitement, your revenue, your momentum. But capturing that last 20% with the rest of your list, man, you, there's a lot of revenue there that that's where the systems come in and uh, really diving in, knowing your software and having someone assigned to the specific task of ordering, reordering, when do they reorder? And you talk to five or 10 people who are doing this business at a high level, they're going to have five or 10 different approaches to that. So I'm speaking in generalities, but I gave you a pretty good peek into how we do it, the numbers that we're watching on our account. And that's over a thousand ASINs that we're keeping track of. Not with that full excellence, by the way. You know, there's a lot of stuff slipping between the cracks. There's a lot of times we order 10 units when we should have ordered, only ordered two and vice versa. But the margins are there to justify 
you know, continuing to you know, improve our systems and be excited about the business. Everyone's getting paid. It's making money. It's, it's a fun business. It really is exciting every time you pull up the seller app and, uh, you know, you see it jump $100, $200. It's very rewarding. So yeah. I'll try to... Just get and refresh. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's an unhealthy habit at this point, but I'll, um, I'll try to work on getting a little bit granular. Um, I had already informed the VA that I have that I was going to look to shift her a little bit to administrative as well. So perhaps she can assist me in looking at that, um, those details. Mm-hmm. Especially being a spreadsheet guy, bringing all those numbers over, you know, uh, onto one place where you can make decisions and, and see at any given time. And Amazon does provide you some pretty helpful information there. You know, you, you, you can sort your inventory anytime. Uh, you know, what do I have the most of? Why do I have so much of that? Right. Or what have I sold in the last 30 days? Am I out of any of that? Should I be ordering more of that? You know, you you can take a very uh, kind of um, almost scattered random approach to it and still do pretty well. <laughs> it's, it's just pretty incredible. Uh, or you can be very methodical and really dial it in. But the thing is, you just don't know what's going The people who are de- really dialing it in don't have all that much of an advantage over the people who are just kind of randomly ordering whatever's hot. Because what you don't know, none of us can possibly know is, yeah, sure, this ASIN has been doing great the last three months. Does that mean it's going to do great next month too? No, you have no way of knowing. It can zero out on you. So you never want to have more than a month's worth of anything. And sometimes fortune's just smiling on you and you can do nothing wrong. And that stuff you ordered way too much of. We, we had this happen. We ordered way too much of an item and the price just dropped. And we got a pallet of it, like several hundred units. I never buy that much of anything. I'm like, oh, I was contacting like, could you please buy this back from us? Do you have a restock? policy and they're like no sorry it's actually we can't do that and um sorry yeah there's there's you're kind of stuck with it and it was it was a seasonal and it's out of season now sure enough you waited about seven eight months and we had gold bars sitting on that pallet man that stuff was <laughs> gold now yeah you can't predict that it just flew we sold all of it like within a week at the highest prices we'd ever seen uh-huh. right just, you just never know. You can't predict the future. That's a lot of the fun of this business. Is you can get real methodical and granular. When do I reorder? When should I? When shouldn't I? And you just don't know what the world's going to do with that inventory that you've got sitting there sometimes. And uh, that's why you just you don't take big risks. This business allows you to not have to ever take big risks. So just capitalize on that. Coast on that. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I've been trying to do the lean just in time as my last item sells. The new shipment has arrived at Amazon. I think mm-hmm. I was... Um, too concerned on that approach as opposed to kind of like the shotgun approach you were referencing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I mean, get as lean as you can. Do the whole just-in-time thing. That's beautiful. But even when you're just in time, sometimes that ASIN dies on you for some reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's enough factors out of your control that there's no need to try to control all the rest of them tightly. Uh, just if, if something's making you money, get more of it. And if the inventory gets low, order more of it. it you know, it's that's as good as anyone's doing this business. Yeah. Because, because of the nature of it. and But that's what, you know, as you get into private label and your own products, and now you are ordering from manufacturers several hundred units at a time, and you you know these things. You've got a, you've, you know, you've got this foundation of experience. You're ready to step in and appreciate what it means to own an ASIN that's just yours. Get into some of these branded bundles, for example, which I think you would just blow up. I think you'd do I've great. been intimidated to even go down that route. I'm, I might have to look into it. No need to be. In, in in some of your spare time, just cruise through that provenbrandbuilding.com course that's in the pack. It's in the collection there, provenbrandbuilding.com. Nathan put that together for us. It's so low-hanging fruit, simple to test. And we've got some people just killing it with that. Because now you own the ASIN. It's just yours. Mm-hmm. There's a lot less that could unpredictably go weird on you. Except when you're using other people's branded items and you're putting them in a bundle, they could stop making those items. That's certainly a challenge. And now you, that listing is dead. Uh, but the other thing is print on demand. We've got that. We're going to be talking about that at the event too in Columbus in July. Theprovenconference.com for those who don't know. But print on demand, just ordering a few, a handful, five, 10 of an item, giving it some momentum, setting up a new listing. If it works, hey, you order a bunch more and send them in. If it doesn't work, ah, you only spend a couple hundred bucks and you tested it out move on to the next test. But you get really good at it really fast. We've got some people doing well with that. So lots of ways you can expand out into more predictable inventory management on ASINs that you control. The game of replens, there's a lot of things, a lot of moving parts here. I don't know anyone that's got a complete just-in-time delivery dialed in with replens. It's just, 
it's kind of shotgunning and, you know, point, point the shotgun at a target and knowing you're going to hit a bullseye quite often <laughs> enough times to definitely justify the model. Uh, I appreciate it. I'll take a look at the, the branding. Definitely think um, it's something that's intimidated me, but you know, you why, why do you find it intimidating? I'm just, I'm just curious what your uh, thought process is there. The, oh, um, the OA side has treated me really, really well. Just the, the standard replens. I was afraid to like move off the model. Um, yeah. But, but you're not moving off it. So often people will hesitate to to move into new things with this because they feel like they're moving away from the first thing. Don't move away from the first thing. You're that you you bolt that down. You're not going to ignore it, but you're just going to carve out that you know five to ten percent of your focused effort onto something new, a new experiment, without abandoning the old at all. But what you're discovering right now is you're using your virtual assistant. You're turning more over to them. We mentioned Gary and Gay Mosley. Earlier, two great coaches on our team, they travel the country in their RV. They check their numbers, their numbers, you know, each morning and see if there's any issues they got to tackle. Then they're doing their other businesses. They've got this whole thing reduced down to just numbers they check once in the morning. And sometimes there's something they got to do. Most of the time there isn't. And their business is growing. They've got virtual assistants running every aspect of it. So if you look at it that way, if it's not requiring your time and attention, you're automating it. Now you've got time to, to dive into some of these other arenas that we talk about. And you've got the benefit too, as a student in this community, some of the heavy lifting we've done for you is we're only rolling out proven models that other people are doing. Other people on our team, other students are doing very successfully. So it's not like you're in experimentation mode. You're just implementing a new proven strategy. So I, I think you'll do very well. I think you've kind of answered your own question about when should I start stepping away too? Because I'm <laughs> waving at my wife and daughter, their head pulling out of the driveway, but... Um, my wife is driving in our yard. It's always an adventure park in the cars in our driveway with all the kids. But um, anyway, so what else is on your mind? Anything else? I, I think you're in a great position. I think there's a lot of options open to you. I think, um, you know, maybe five or six even great paths you could go down at this point. It's a good, you're in position extremely well. I appreciate it. No, I don't, I don't think I have it. Too many more questions. Everything technical wise, uh, my coaches have been taking care of for me. Yeah. So I really just appreciate the opportunity to be on here and speak with you. Yeah, it, it was fun as well for me. I uh, never know what to expect. Quite often, you know, we've never spoken before and we get guests on here, but I always learn some things. I'm always challenged. And this is very encouraging for me as well. These This time that I spend with students uh, sharing their stories because it's just more validation, more evidence, more proof that, man, this stuff works. There's some beautiful businesses being built out there. And I'm serious, man. I think you are going to step into some leadership roles. Oh, well, I appreciate it. I definitely need to feel more confident that I actually know what I'm doing before then. Yeah, yeah. You'll get there. You'll get there for sure. Well, thank your wife for us for loaning you to us for a little while today, man. I really appreciate that. I know you're a busy guy. We had to reschedule this and uh, we finally got you on here. Uh, I think this episode's going to help a lot of folks and really encourage them. Awesome. I hope so. I appreciate it. Yeah. But let me talk to the listeners for a second as we wrap up with, with Matt today. He did a great job. I feel very encouraged. Hopefully you do as well, listening to this program today and spending some time with us. Uh, a couple housekeeping things before we, before I let you go today. One, we talked a couple times about the Proven Conference and Matt isn't sure if he'll be there yet with his wife or not. We're going to talk him into it. We might just go uh, drag him whether they like it or not, because I'd love to meet him in person. I'm sure you would as well after this. But theprovenconference.com has all those details. We've already got a bunch of people signed up. We're going to have hundreds of us gathering in Columbus, Ohio, July 6th through 8th, talking about all the new exciting strategies that Matt and I talked about today, plus a whole lot of other things that we didn't. All the details are on the website if you want to go check that out. And if you could do me a little favor, this podcast has a $0 marketing budget. That means the only way we pick up news listeners is if you tell some people about it. So if you're brand new around here, listen to 5, 10, 15, 50 episodes. Once you're convinced, wow, this is something cool they've got going there. All these success story interviews, no one else is doing this. No one else that I've seen is doing this. And all of e-commerce featuring a good handful of success story interviews with the content that they teach every single week. Spread the word for us once you're convinced and you've come to love this show as much as so many in this community do. And it's not because of the guest hosts, myself, team that's doing this. It's because of the great stories behind the real people like Matt and his wife and the dozens of others you've heard recently who are doing these businesses. They're in the trenches, making it work, making money, building the business of their dreams, the lifestyle of their dreams, 
We want to make that happen for you as well. But please spread the word, share it, leave us a thumbs up, five stars on iTunes. If you're on there, please subscribe. That really helps us spread the word as well. Because again, we don't do any paid marketing. You telling others about this is our marketing department. So thank you for helping fill that role. You're doing a great job of it, by the way. This podcast continues to grow on iTunes. We're really tearing up the charts. Well over 100,000 people download this show every single month on iTunes, which is just huge. We're so grateful for that. But on behalf of the whole team and my great guest, Matt, today, hey, one more time, Matt. Thank you, buddy. You did a great job. Sure. I appreciate it. It was nice meeting you. It's great to meet you as well. And we will see you in July. You have no choice. I'm going to make it happen, man. (laughs) And the whole team that puts this podcast together. God bless all the business building warriors. We will talk to you again very soon with a new episode. Hey, thanks for hanging out today. Before I let you go, one short reminder. We are so grateful to our new sponsor to this program, Seller Board. If you haven't checked them out yet, get over to silentgym.com slash numbers. This is the software that tells you if you're profitable or not. It helps you track all of your expenses, your KPIs, sales, refunds, advertising costs, all of it, profit, loss. This is tremendous software that fills a gap in the marketplace. Many successful sellers in our community are using this tool to help them know which of their products are profitable and which ones aren't. You'll love Sellerboard for just $15 a month starting. You can really dial in and know how your business is doing. Silentgym.com slash numbers. Talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.